You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Oh yeah, we're on, man. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's uh, Craig Shoemaker, Doctor Craig Shoemaker. With uh, can I help you? I haven't done one of these in a couple weeks, so I got to kind of dial back into this mode. Been on spring break. I'd say I've been on spring break. That means my kids are on spring break, and I kind of have to adjust everything to kids. And our guest today is just the perfect guest for that because um, he actually is a comedian who has a special called Dad Chaniels and. Um, his real name is Chad Daniels. He's a stand-up comic, and I have to tell you, uh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having I'm, me. Uh, you know, we just met, and I have to tell you, it, there seems to be a, a vibration that I'm digging. You know, uh, meeting you, and we just seem to. Uh, my assistant told me when she, uh, Ricky says, uh, "Well, you two have a lot in common." You know, she read your bio. Sure. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I'm glad she read it because I didn't. But, uh, <laughs> and it seems that it. But now meeting you, she didn't get that part of it. There seems to be a uh, like a connection. Sometimes you get it, and sometimes you don't. Sure. And uh, we we're talking about beforehand, uh, you know, where this podcast is going to go. By the way, first guest that's ever come with a team who's actually sitting here. I've never, and this is the first week I've ever had a team. This feels great. <laughs> this is, I've never had an entourage before. The, the, I don't know if they know where this is going, but I'm sure they have some fear that's going on. You should see his publicist's face, Shay, when I said, we don't edit. That's a publicist's nightmare. Well, especially when I'm the client. Exactly. Any Most comics, though, we... People are afraid of us. Listen, how many talk shows have you done, like morning talk shows when you're promoting your show? You've done a bunch, right? Yeah. How about the fear in their faces? It is interesting because, you know, they they assume that they're going to ask a question that's going to just derail the whole morning show or mm-hmm. their career or whatever it is. <laughs> right. I had one lady one time in Lexington ask me the same question three different ways in a row. <laughs> because she just was like, oh, that was a safe answer. I'll try it again. Yeah, safe. They were yeah. all about safe. Absolutely. And they get paralyzed because they think the FCC is coming after them, the, right. obviously the bosses. And it's it's amazing to me. But those those are the greatest example. They're like an extension of publicists that you know live in this world of, oh, my God, I've got this creative wellspring in you, the client. And yet you they sort of have to manage it. To be, you can't go to certain places, which you all we're all compelled to do. Right. So I. So right. I, I think the difference is the publicist wants what's best for you, and yeah. the people that are interviewing you on morning radio want the best for them. They, their their producer came in and said, "You have to interview a comedian." I mean, they weren't they weren't asking like, <laughs> "Are there comedians in town this week?" I'd love to talk to one on air. So. That's so funny. And we think the opposite. Like, logically, we think, hey, we're going to give you th- five minutes of your show that you don't have to have a, a you know, a cooking episode. You know, how many times can you talk about flour? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But we make it interesting for them. But I, I think just, you know, we just, it brings up fear for them. And that's something that does not go well with us. We can't have fear in comedy and it can't exist in the same space. Well, I don't think it should. Some people have tried recently, you know, the last five to seven years, have tried to introduce fear to comedy with these, uh, you know, they have safe space rooms 
where you do your show, where you, certain topics are off limits. They, you know, they're no, coming. You're in, lying. No, I promise you. I absolutely promise you. And the majority it, of the time, they're at a comic book store. That's, that's that's what I have found. So they have safe space. Right. Do so they, do they, their moms cut orange slices? I mean, how does this work? I've never heard of this. I've before. never done. I've never been asked to do a show because I don't think that they right. would like me. But uh, I've heard that you go in. You're not allowed to talk about certain topics. It just seems very vanilla to me. Of course it is. Yeah. So it's like that's not even a flavor. I think vanilla right. is giving it too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. But you know, you get some some of the. They're not comedians. I think they started off as these social justice warriors, and they they somehow infiltrated comedy, and they're trying to tell comedians what they can talk about, and that's not what comedy is. Of I mean, course, it's not. Comedy is uh, breaking down everything, making people feel uncomfortable. Yes, it's about laughter, of course. Yeah. But it's also. I've never been to a show where I've left without feeling something. Something's talked about like, oh man, that is an interesting, or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And uh, I've never left without that and thought it was a great show. Right, so, of course. Yeah. It should inspire you as well as entertain you. And sure. I, I, I find it when I get in these Facebook wars with people, I don't know if you do that. I, I try not to, but sometimes. I, I know, happens. I'm actually off of it. I'm, here, I'm As a matter of fact, I, I have to announce, just take one moment to announce to the people I am no longer going to talk about politics. It's not my lane. Okay. I have responses to ethics and morals and ways that I like to raise my children. And sometimes those butt up against those values, you know, Mm -hmm. what's going on in politics, government, and so forth. But I'm pretty much going to uh, take some time off. (laughs) I don't think I've changed anyone's mind and it, people go away because they don't want to. They have this th- thought, I just want to be entertained. Yeah, I think it's so politics is everyone's. If you're an American citizen, it's everyone's lane. But I think that people are pretty sick of it. Yeah. I think that Donald Trump, I'm sorry, did I just say that? I think that Donald Trump, though, is kind of serving a purpose of at least dialogue is happening as it never had before. I mean, really? Yeah, I, I think there's nothing that could ever compare to this, and I've never seen anything in my lifetime. I have parented in a way where I bet you my children have said to one another, "If we go to prison, at least it won't be as bad as this." There have been weeks, <laughs> and I think probably that's maybe the dialogue you're speaking of with the current administration. It's it's yeah. There's but he's really like. Um, <laughs> He's like he's 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 got a cattle prod out there every day, and he's just got people going. Well, you're not in line anymore. You know, you know, it's no longer. Whoa, whoa, what was that? Yeah. And I think it's just you know causing, you know, rifts and fights, and people have to challenge themselves. I think that's what's happening. Is we have to challenge our own values. Now, how many children do you have? I have two. I have a 19 year old son and a 15 year old daughter. Okay, same marriage. Yep. And uh, okay, and divorced. Yes. Right. How did the divorce go? I mean, uh, give us a, a... It was okay. I mean, it <clears throat> kind of took a while to to go. Like, I moved out of the house, moved back in, and then uh, moved out of the house again. So it, it, it took a while to... Get a little trial of... Get its hooks in. Living down the street yeah. and came back in. Yeah, same town. Okay. Just, like, needed some space to try to figure out what was happening. and um, Yeah, I always hear that need some space. My kids are trying that on me now. <laughs> what, <laughs> what exactly does it mean? I don't. That means well, I don't I, want anyone to uh, 
I think I think when you're working on yourself and you have the same surroundings yeah. that got you to that spot, I think that's probably not healthy. So I just wanted a little bit of breathing room, mm-hmm. which is just another way to say space. But <laughs> right. Okay. I, I mean, I, I got a ton of them. Uh, a cry room? I got a, yeah, I <laughs> okay. got a ton of them I learned in therapy. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, and then, and then you know, we tried the uh, marriage counseling. How old were the kids? All of that stuff. So- I believe when this whole thing started, I think my son was 15 and my daughter was 11, 10, 11. Those, like now, that. those are tough ages. They are tough ages. That's that's yeah. actually when – so I always think about this, or I did at the time, where my uh, – that's when my parents got divorced. Oh. And so uh, I kind of – Look at you repeating life. Well, right. And I kind of saw that w- the effect it had on my sister – and so I was like, man, this is tough. So that's why I moved back in. That's right. why I went to marriage council. Tried that, again yeah, right. and again and yep. again. And it didn't work out right. in therapy. Did you find yourself, um, this is one what I do, is you find yourself in therapy going, this is me. This is me. You know, th- I, it's Are you my- talking about marriage counseling or are you talking about one-on-one? Marriage counseling. E- e- well, marriage counseling. Okay. E- uh, were you one, the one, did you play the role of, you know, it's got to be you changing? Or, or was there... Well, by the time I went to marriage counseling, I think I was at the point where I was like, I don't... I'm just doing this to appease everybody. Yeah. You know, I'm out. Men- you, you menti- mentally, mentally you emotionally, already, yeah. You knew that this was not going to be fixed. Right. What do you think is the core component of the issue that you had with your ex-wife? What's the core of it all if you were going to break it down? Um, probably... So when you're on the road, right? And this is this is not her fault at all. Right. When you're on the road, you have you have a life. You're in charge of you. You're in charge of everything. Everything that happens is your decision. And then when I went home, I felt a little bit, and this is on me. This is because I let myself I feel like it. this. But I, I felt like I was a little bit of a, um, like the, the B actor, you know, mm-hmm. the one that was just in a, in a couple. I felt like it, I was uh, not really my life. I was just a yeah. You're no longer headlining. You're opening. Yeah, I was. I was showing up. <laughs> I was showing up and just being a part of someone else's sure. life, and it didn't feel like my life. And I think that that's interesting. Eventually, got to me. That's an interesting th- thought. I, I, it's funny you should say that. I don't know if you saw my post today, but my wife is in Japan right now with our daughter. Okay, and I'm with two of the sons, ah. and we are doing major. It's almost like Braveheart, freedom! Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like we're really, and we're playing the Braveheart, too. Sure. I'm, I'm being brave. I'm putting Nutella on pancakes at 1 p.m. <laughs> I mean, this is like, and, and they're holding their forks up like they are, you know, Scottish warriors. Yeah, just <laughs> waiting. You know, freedom! I took a photo of it. But when she gets back and sees all the photos I'm posting on Instagram, it's over. <laughs> it's not like we're hiding anything. Right. You know, I mean, it's but it's it, it's interesting you should say that because she has the way to run, run the house. Sure. And you're kind of like a visitor in that. A little bit, yeah. And, you know, I felt it's – so you said that you're open. It's on Instagram. She's going to be able to see it. And I think that would have been better because there were times I was on the road. She's home with two kids. Mm-hmm. You know, she has a full-time job. Yeah. I'm on the road, which a lot of people think is vacation. So she'd say, what would you do today? And I would hide things from her like I went to the movie. Right, because it's hard. It's hard for me to tell her. Oh, I had so much time today that I went to the movie. I, How was your day? Well, I went to work. Right. I picked up the kids. I went to school. Did the PTA stuff. All that stuff. And I'm at the movie. So there were times where I would hide that. And add to that, people applauding for you as yeah, she's at home. Exactly. You're all as she's some, home some with, kind with of eyes hero. rolling right. from yes. the children. <laughs> yes. Right. And you're getting applause. Yeah. 
accolades and yeah. fans and yeah, that's got to be a tough thing. This is an interesting conversation so, because when we're being empathic and thinking about them, what a difficult you know situation. But right, yeah. so I'd, I'd go home off the road, and I'd think, oh, poor me, I'm part of someone else's existence. Right, and I bet you. When I was gone, she was probably thinking I would give anything just to be part of that existence on the road. Yeah. Bring the kids to my parents. Just relax in a hotel. I would love to have room service. Yeah. So it's just it, it was just a little, you know, I I looked at it. My my issue is when I find a problem, right, mm-hmm. a crack, yeah. man, I will pick at that thing. <laughs> I will pick and pick and pick until the whole dam comes down. Well, that's what you do in comedy. Yeah, that's true. You you, you, you dissect and pick yeah. apart and, you know. I, I often say the best things for us professionally are the worst things for us personally. Yeah, such as? That. I yeah. mean, that that's one of them. Yeah, that's true. Certainly, you know. You have Our to, you minds have, can get in the way. Yeah, you have to think of every possible outcome, every possible solution for the topic you're working on on the road. And in your personal life, you should be able to let stuff go. But it's tough because once you have that mindset, those horse blinders, yeah, it's, it's hard. And we, I'm, I'm sure you had this argument before. I have this with my wife. We we very rarely do argue. I have a good situation going with this wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, is this not, is this number two? This yeah. This is okay. this is the this is the solid gotcha. you know sustained will last forever. Sure. I think unless she gets back from Japan and isn't happy with. <laughs> <laughs> with what I posted I said on Instagram, no Nutella. Oh, oh, she does. And wait till she hears that I'm bringing the nine year old to my comedy show tonight, the R-rated comedy show. <laughs> There's going to be trouble now afoot. But it's it's just really um, it's an interesting you know concept of what when I'm on the road, our arguments are about you don't know how hard this is to make the money so that you can have. You know the things that she does have. She does take care of herself with yoga and, sure. you know, she babysitters and you know everything taking care of the house. Somebody doing the lawn and all that. I was like, so the argument is, I don't know if you've ever had this. Well, who do you think pays for this? Sure. Have you had that? Um, yeah, I, I was in a different situation. So I actually didn't start making more money than her until after we were divorced. So. Oh, she made more. But well, how I mean, does she make money being we, we were, at home? Well, because she, she had a full time job. She's a uh, she teaches at a college. So she, but she was doing that while she was also raising the kids. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I am mean, totally on her side. Absolutely. Can I have Me her too. on my podcast Me next too. time? <laughs> I walked into the divorce proceeding and the judge looked at my sheet and she goes, "There's nothing on here." I go, "Yep, she can have whatever she wants. She <laughs> earned all of it." But you're doing well now with the your stand up specials. I got your bio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to tell you that it was, um, I'm the type of person who is, uh, I don't know if you're this way, I correct things or I see things like misspelling and grammar. And it started right off with your special called uh, Dad Channels. I'm going, is it channels? Did he miss, did they misspell it? <laughs> and then I looked at it, it's twice on here. I'm going, wow, the publicist misspelled it twice. <laughs> it doesn't know how to spell channels. I thought it was maybe she was French. Channels. <laughs> oh, the channels on the, on the channels channel. Channel. But I, I thought that. And the other thing, the mistake I thought was made was the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien that you were on there, one of only 13 comics. Yep. But I realized he hosted the Tonight Show. I forgot that little portion of history. Yeah, just a little blink. And you were on that. Mm-hmm. 
and it was um have you mostly do you mostly do dad material and parent material Well, i try not to but it's just my life right so that's about your life right yeah even if i'm talking about let's say the me too movement yeah i'm talking about it through the lens of having the conversation with my daughter because it's a very important thing for her to know about and what she should expect from uh, boys and men when she gets older and um, what she shouldn't take all that stuff so a lot of the social issues are are i talk about through that lens because i'm talking to my kids about it right and you do you so by the way teenagers that's a whole other thing you know we should have classes for this yeah, it, right. it's because so you have ECFE, which is early childhood and family education, yeah. where they're two years old. You need help with a two-year-old, but then as soon as that, as soon as that they're older in teenage years, there's no classes for you. Right? It's like the bar. Right. You, you go to the bar and grab a beer and bitch to somebody, uh, some other parent, right. and that's your, that's I, your class. I guess yeah, yeah. And you share, you know, your angst and your. I always sound like an old grouser, though. <laughs> these, <laughs> I hate to go these kids today with right. their with their phones. I'm about to do it now. Both of your people here have been on the phone the entire time. Yeah, well, they're, they're <laughs> making stuff happen for me. <laughs> Is that what they're doing? I gar- bet you if you grab I their cell phone it. right now, that there's nothing about you on. <laughs> there's some <laughs> Snapchat going on. Um, <clears throat> I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> I would love to read their text messages right now. Well, my phone's been blowing up, so I think it's both of them texting me. Oh, telling you, hey, let's get out? <laughs> Hurry up and tell a joke, Chad. <laughs> we talked about that beforehand, folks who are listening. Chad's a great stand-up comic, and as a matter of fact, he's here to talk about his special released on Amazon. Uh, it was just released, and pre-sales have been available since the, the 1st of April, but... You should check it out, and that's why the publicist and the manager are here to make sure that we were talking about this beforehand is sometimes right. podcasts and especially creative types and comics will go on to a whole other direction. Right. It might be macabre. It could be something that be tragic because this is how we think. We can't think in this you know, jokey box. And I was saying, do you want me to set you up for the for the jokes, which I'm sure they would prefer, and that I have an editor, <laughs> but that's not how we operate. Right. I think it's that, you know, that old adage where it goes, you know, the gynecologist's wife, you know, <laughs> never has sex because he's so sick of, so sick of that by the time he gets home. And I think it's, you know, when you're, when you're talking with somebody that um, might share a couple of the same things, you don't want to be jokey, jokey, jokey. You kind of want to get into it a little bit, have an adult conversation. Right. Especially with two comedians who have also share the divorce share the road stories yep. and and all that therapy what did you discover in therapy with yourself um, about yourself that you maybe weren't aware of before i think the big one is if you are not happy with yourself mm-hmm. there is no chance you're going to make anybody everyone's going to be miserable if you don't take care of yourself first and it seems selfish that's what I always thought it was. As a parent, you're like, well, it's selfish to take care of me first, but you have to. Otherwise, it's just a trickle-down effect. Yeah, I, that's just an old adage. It's selfless is what you're being. Sure. Because if you, you have nothing to share with someone until you have it yourself. Right. I mean, if you, if you have money, you know, if you're making money, you can't share it with anyone if you're not making money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, right. Yeah, there's nothing to share. So it's the same emotional currency is the same thing. Right, you and, and, and you're that. responsible for it. You of can't course. try to pluck happiness from other people. That's that's not going to work. Yeah, and that's what happens in society is we 
constantly project our own stuff onto others and then especially in some unhealthy relationships that happens yep absolutely now, now how so you seem to have a, a good relationship with your ex-wife is that true yeah i think it's pretty good yeah we so, eight blocks away from each other oh geez split custody with my daughter my son's 19 so um it, there's no custody there he's a he's grown right. up officially don't you hate that word by the way custody yeah it does make it seem it just makes it seem also legal Mm-hmm. You know, where it, where it's like, uh, you know, you say custody around your kid, and I wonder what they're thinking. Are they thinking like, oh, if, if the judge wouldn't have said this, I'd probably, <laughs> right. he'd never come home, which is absurd. But Yeah, and, but custody sounds like, you know, they're in shackles. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what the, the word, so some people are using the word custody share. Yeah, it then still kind of sounds then like, again, then it again, just seems like you're transferring a prisoner, <laughs> right? Just orange jumpsuit. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. You know, it's a, I just call it the schedule now. Here's the schedule, and uh, you know, hopefully, Dad can be there. And being on the road, though, how much on how much are you on the road? That's a difficult thing. That's a whole other topic. Is right. So I have my daughter Sunday to Wednesday, the first two weeks of every month. Then I have her the whole third week, and oh. then I have her none of the fourth week. Wow. So it really is split right down the middle. And you have to arrange your comedy schedule around that. Yeah, but I but I don't mind. It's actually great because people will be like hey we have a sunday show that week i'm like i don't mm-hmm. i gotta go home yeah i have a daughter that says no sunday shows so if we can make it work great if we can't i have a serious xm show that tells me that too <laughs> <laughs> i had to take all my sundays and now i have to go to serious but at least i'm in town yeah I have absolutely a, a, a sports show do you like sports by the way i do and what do you follow i follow You're hockey i minnesota follow, guy yeah follow yeah. Uh, football which is tough to be a minnesota guy following football um not a real like NBA guy. No, but it it might be tough. But you, the, the Vikings have done well. They've had some historic uh, collapses in the playoffs. But that, I it, think it's, it's this quarterback that's killing me. Kirk, Kirk Cousins got eighty four million dollars for three years, guaranteed. He doesn't have to earn any of it. It's guaranteed. Yeah. And he almost missed a target that was five yards away from him, throwing a football for his gender reveal for their baby. He almost missed the target. <laughs> Professional quarterback. That's how they did the gender reveal? Yeah, he threw, a, he threw a football at a target and it was supposed to explode with this pink or blue powder and he hit the bottom left corner of it from five <laughs> yards away. Well, put it where nobody else can get it, I guess. That's what they say. There you go. At least he didn't get intercepted like he usually <laughs> yeah. does. That would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been great. Some neighbor comes in and intercepts the ball. Just picks it off. <laughs> Paint the nursery yellow and he just cuts back to his house. Now, I think that sometimes when they sign these contracts, that it just heightens the resentments when they don't do well. I, I think everything should be earned. All contracts should be based yeah. on what your your um, like just your stats, all that stuff. Listen, comedians, that's how we operate, right? You, yeah, you don't get paid unless you put people in the seats, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you can. There's a base, right? Everybody gets a base, but if you want more money, then you need to really earn it and and act on it. Yeah, and so uh, you know, speaking of drawing, I'm sure that you're special. Give us some details on the special. It's, it's it's produced by Tom Segura. Yep. That's interesting. He's a comic who's producing your special. Yeah, so I don't know if uh, people But listening. who better to do it, by the way, oh, he's than just, a great comic? Absolutely. Right? And uh, he's been a good friend to me. So I fired my old manager, and before I had anybody else, so I was kind of, you know, wondering, what have you done? You know, when you, mm. you're just all alone looking around like, oh, that's right. No one's, no one's here. Mm. So... Uh, 
I fired him and then had this hour that I wanted to get out and I said, called Tom and I go, hey, you know how Amy Schumer's doing that thing where she gives people specials on Comedy Central? I go, I was wondering if you'd executive produce this and he said, sure. So then, uh, probably he's, si- he's of that level that he can, he has that power now. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's on a rocket ship guy's great and he's earned it. So, yeah. um, so then I got a new manager who's sitting over there. I got an agency behind me, a production company for the special. And then everyone was like, so are we Tom Segura? Is a, what did he do? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, the deal is I made a deal with him before. So you know kind of a oh you mean they were trying to lure you away from him i don't think anyone was trying to lure me away they were just questioning why and what his role was and stuff right. like that and so uh but the the deal was made and what made really made me laugh is then i called him right before the special came out we locked everything and i go i go hey you still good with me putting your name on the special and he goes what's this about <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even remember he's just that nice of a guy where he was like yeah do whatever you need put oh, my name on whatever okay. you want well what's funny is them asking that question is this is what Hollywood doesn't understand is we really know what the country wants to eat. We should be creating the menus, not sure. somebody that grew up in the mailroom at William Morris. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended either one of you. Neither one of you came from the mailroom of William Morris. By the way, you can talk. We don't care if there's like you know something something in the background besides the clicking of your cell phone. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the... the, uh, the the thumbs on the cell phone. No, you can sit. You can actually, you know, speak and you know say whatever you need to say. I bet you even just after that, neither of them will. What's that? <laughs> they're <laughs> still saying their there's, pursed lips. That's great. They're still, you know, keeping that laughter. That, that's what they don't understand is we love that laughter texture. Right. I told someone the other day I was doing a TV show, and there were the camera, the lights, the other people, and I said, I know you're not allowed to laugh. It was a green screen show. But I can know if you're trying to hold in the laughter. Don't you feel it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes you're doing stand-up and people, they have their hands over their mouth. Right. It's like, who are you protecting yourself from? Are, a, you, are you with an in-law? Are a, they going to get mad if you laugh at this? Let it out. It's not like a virus you're about to spread. We'd actually like to spread the contagious laughter. Yeah. I just, they, they hold it in like they're holding in a, a, a sneeze or a cough. I go, no, let that out. At a comedy show. It's like right. pulling off of the interstate, driving into a gas station, and then just keeping your hand on the pump while it's holstered. <laughs> right. It's like, I can't do it. What do you think is the psychological reason for that? Why people, I, I have my theories, but I don't hear Well, yours. I think either they think they're ugly laughers they think their mm. laugh sounds stupid mm. or they just don't want people around them to know that they think that's funny because right now you have to protect yourself wow because if you you know somebody says something a little dark or a little over here you know uh, and you're laughing at it then a lot of people will give you the side eye yeah I think people are losing their sense of self and therefore their sense of humor absolutely they're, they're they, they, they have are, to check in yeah it's it's as if at a comedy show they are existing in someone else's life i mean like we talked about earlier it's like they they think they have a role in whoever they came with Mm -hmm. and they need to stick to that role but i will tell people sometimes i'll I'll say there's a rule couples cannot look at each other before you laugh you don't get to check in and see if they (laughs) thought it was funny this is you this is individual sport it's like tennis yeah and after the laugh then you look at them and then they smack you in the face for laughing yeah (laughs) right like is that really how you're thinking Sometimes I'll actually separate if I see like a, a, a kid like 18 years old with the parents. That happens a lot at my shows. Mm-hmm. I make sure I say, no, you need to sit separately because 
they don't know that you know this stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, they don't know that you're aware of what I'm talking about on stage. And, and they uh, should know. Yeah, I mean, you talked about your know. nine-year-old going to your show tonight. Yeah. Uh, do they have a phone? Do they have internet access? I mean, that that kids, right. kids know so much What more. kind of parents are we in such denial that we don't know that they right. have access to everything yeah. beyond us? Yeah, I think, they, I think parents a lot of times just want this, uh, that's my baby. They don't know this innocence, right? But yeah. in, innocence gets lost a lot faster than it used to. Oh, my God. It's instantaneous yeah. now, right? Yeah. I mean, you just, boom, you can pull up. All right, I, I caught my kid with porn. Gotta yep. be honest. You ever have that happen? There's an awkward moment. Uh, I've never, I, I had a ruler, uh, found a ruler in his bathroom once, <laughs> right on the sink. But I never, I never only, caught him with porn. Only men know exactly what that ruler is for. Let's let's ask, let's ask your posse here. Sure. Do you know what the ruler was for? Yes. Okay. What was it for? Uh, measuring something. Okay. Well, it's he wasn't doing math equations. So let me tell you that. <laughs> this is not a beautiful mind. Right. <laughs> but a ruler. We've all d- used the ruler. And every every guy is measured with at least something. I've heard guys go, uh, it's like uh, it's like your standard remote control of just up to the power button. It's like, man, I don't want to touch a remote for the rest of my life. At least I knew not to touch the ruler. You know what I mean? Now, let me ask you this. When you found the ruler, did you have the ruler talk? Oh, man, I immediately grabbed it and I knocked on his door with the ruler. I mean, we it was a fun fun afternoon at the house. <laughs> did, did, did you get the stats? Well, he actually so this I tell the story on on or it's on one of my albums before but um I said to him I said, "Hey, I found a ruler in the bathroom." And he said what you said. He goes, "I was doing math while I was pooping." <laughs> And so I said to him, I go, was the answer four, five, or six? And then I just walked downstairs like like a kill shot, hands up in the air like I was going was down a, a roller coaster. That was a coaster. mic drop right yeah, there absolutely. from Daddy so, Comic. Yeah, right. How do your kids like that they're in your act? Have you had that had, had that response yet? Yeah, I, I don't tell stories about them unless they approve them. Really? Yep. Oh, my God. So, I wouldn't have an act. I'd have three minutes. Yeah, well, my- At 1 a.m. A- a- at a comedy show. <laughs> I'd have nothing if I couldn't talk about my kids, and nothing gets approved. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm in a, I'm in an Instagram battle with my son in college, <laughs> who's, who's like ripping on me back. It's so funny. But no, he, he's, he's there. You've been posting photos of me since your album cover was me as a baby. Ever uh, since, because people are going, oh, are they okay with you posting this stuff? Do you approve it with your kids? Yeah, so like, say, the ruler story, I give it a couple of days and I go, hey man, here's the deal, this is really funny, <laughs> and I would like to talk about this on stage, tell everybody what happened, talk about the math thing, and I kind of let them know where it's going, and then I'll work on it on stage. I'll never do it on television or an album unless they approve it word for word, hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, both my kids kind of had the same reaction. My son goes... He's 15 at the time, and he goes, uh, well, I mean, you're not talking about me specifically. This is like every 15-year-old boy that's ever lived. And I was like, right. And then I have a story about- Good point. Yeah, it is. I have a story about uh, my daughter got her first period at my house, not her mom's house, mm-hmm. and everybody thought it was going to be this disaster, but it was just fine, you know, of course, because mm-hmm. we're adults and humans. And um, I asked her if I could do that story on Conan, and she goes, uh, "She goes, yeah. I mean- Really? Every woman that's going to be watching has had her period, and I go- who are you two? You know, sometimes you hear your kids speak so dumb. They say so many dumb things, and yeah. then all of a sudden they 
they're wise. Say something like that. Beyond their years. Old soul stuff. Weren't expecting it. I believe in the old soul thing, by the way. I do too. Yeah, I have one child. There's no question he's much older than I am. (laughs) Do you have that with your kids that they're actually more mature than you are? I don't have, not with kids, but I have met people where it's just like, all right. I was at a homeschool. uh, No, I was not. I was doing a comedy show, staying at a hotel, and there was a homeschool convention there. Really? And it is all old souls. I don't know if they manufacture old souls old souls at homeschool, but this kid came up to me and uh, waiting in line, and he goes, excuse me, sir, just perfect eye contact. Mm-hmm. Are you in line? And I go, I am in line. And he goes, thank you. And he put his hand out to shake my hand, and I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> this is creepy. This is like children of the corn shit, man. <laughs> I know. You don't know whether to appreciate it or, or you know – get a restraining order it's just a Uh, creepy uh, thing for a kid to be that adult like it doesn't it doesn't make sense with my brain yeah it doesn't well you should live at my house (laughs) there's there's one of them it's i have to tell you though it 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 is a it's really a unique beautiful experience to have somebody like this you know he's literally like living with buddha oh that's nice it's it's uh kind of keeps you centered sometimes because i go off on all different obviously tangents and areas plus there's other children and you kind of raise them differently because did you find out with your two children probably exact opposites right or, yeah you can't approach kids with uh some kind of math equation yeah, and plug no it technique in, right that works you just gotta go with the flow yeah and that is it, it is a flow thing and mm-hmm. he's much more of a flow kid than uh, doesn't need to be entertained doesn't need to talk or entertain people you ever have that happen where you go, show them your, tell them your, uh, do that impression that you did at home. No. They, <laughs> right. They will never do that for you. Yeah. I am still surprised, though, that they would approve of, and that, and that you even have the approval process. Well, I didn't think it was fair. It's like it's like having your own little FCC. You, you right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't think it was fair. I thought- uh, Fair to them right, to do that. Fair to them, right. And and You're making me feel horrible, well, by the way. I yeah, have to you go should through my feel whole act now. I you should feel horrible, you <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> this is an asshole dad right here. <laughs> I'm using what just happened today in my act tonight. Right. That they're going to see <laughs> right before them with no approval process. So you're telling me I should, on our way down to my comedy show in Hermosa tonight, I'm going to be with them, and I should say I'm about to... S- Ask. Um, I have to ask them now for permission. Oh, I don't know. To each their own. This is just my process because right. my kids never asked to have a comedian dad. My when I was married, <laughs> that is true. When I was married, she asked for a comedian. She knew. Yeah. So then I would talk about her, and uh, I have a girlfriend who says, "Well, I feel like you're trying to hide me because I'm not in your act." And I was like, "Have you heard <laughs> what I talk about in my act?" I'm telling you, if you want me to talk about you, I will, but you're going all in on this shit. So all your anxiety and depression and all that shit's going to come up. You need to know that. And then what'd she say? Then she goes, well, I mean, can't you just talk about like the fun? No, I can't. I'm not advertising. I'll, how about I just at the beginning go, hey, I have a girlfriend and that's it. Right. I, I, mean, love, if, the, I love the way people want to write it for you. You right, know, they, Here's how you should want, approach they it. They want you, the best. They want to be represented in this wonderful way, but that's not what comedy is. Right. I, I don't tell stories about picnics with my kids. I talk about you well, know, the stuff well, that's going to get a reaction. I talk about the things that are going to make couples grab each other's wrists across the table and be like, we're not the only one, thank <laughs> God. Right. That's what I try to get the reaction. So you know, when if she wants me to talk about her, I'd be happy to, but- it's That's all interesting. It's not just little pieces. I can't believe she actually said that to you. It, it's funny. I've, I've been saying for years, you know how women, a lot of women, they say they want a sense of humor. 
Right. I, 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 that's debatable. I don't know if they're saying that for the survey, that they want to look good in the survey. That's all I want. I don't want money or looks. I'm just looking for a funny guy, which would make us comedians the sexiest men alive. We should be on People Magazine on the cover. They should have Carrot Top, the Wayans Brothers. Right, that would make sense. I think they need. They're looking for a specific sense of humor. I don't think they're looking for a comedian's <laughs> dark, open, honest sense of humor. I think they're looking for when somebody leaves the room and and two other women are like, "Oh, that Doctor Steve, he is just <laughs> always cutting us up." I think that's the sense of humor they're looking for. Because yeah, but then Doctor Steve's wife is oh, oh, she's she's going. Oh my God, I've heard this material before. <laughs> yeah, this right. guy's a bore. You don't even want to live with him. He, yeah, he leaves the room, and it's no. Oh, that doctor is like, thank God, he is gone. <laughs> exactly. So it depends. It depends on your perspective. I mean, I've been. So I've always said this, but rock stars. I know a lot of rock stars. Women go crazy for them. Right. Like backstage passes. Comics don't have backstage passes. Well, most don't. There's <laughs> a few rock starry types, but. In general, th- we don't have them in the front row trying to get front row seats with cleavage showing. It just uh, it, yeah. My theory is that they want a song written about them. You know how many Rosalita, Sarah Smile. Yep. You know there's all these my Sharona. I actually have met her before. The real <laughs> Sharona from the Knack. You know what I mean? And she leads with that. She goes, "I'm the Sharona from the Knack song." I said, "Oh really?" It's a good bio though. But it's a great the, bio, yeah. right? But you don't have somebody going. You, you know. I, I dated Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, you know that girl that he masturbated in front of? That's me. Yeah. I, you know, I, I never was like, hey, I'm the Chad from the newspaper article where the kids got removed from the house. <laughs> I'm the Chad. That's me. Right. Nobody leads with those kind of stories. No, exactly. So there, there's no, like, um, you know, name of a joke, you know, we're using the name. Right. And you go, oh, that's me. Or they're in the audience going, that might be him as he's discussing. <laughs> you know, so I think that there's a... But I know I know we're both artists, you know, musicians and us. But it's a, but the way women perceive us is a whole other world. Yeah, I think it's because you know a song is emotional and it can be you know sexy at times. A joke, yeah. you're really dissecting something, and they're like, oh, I don't ever want to hear that about me. But isn't that sexy though? Because you're you talked about grabbing the wrist because you're relating as human beings that we're all in this together kind of thing. And I don't know if it's sexy. I just think it's like. Uh, Relatable is yeah. relatable sexy? I don't know. I think connection is sexy. Sure, absolutely. And then I you are you you are connecting on that human level. Yeah, there are times and when you I can bring all that together. You're that's gold. Have you ever seen a couple in the crowd and then the woman's laughing and the guy's getting pissed off because mm-hmm. the woman's laughing at another man? And it's mm-hmm. like, hey man, I don't know what happened to you when you were younger, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, you gotta let this go. You right. came to comedy on purpose. Yeah, so. It's interesting. These two are driving me crazy with the phones, by the way. <laughs> They're just getting stuff done for me. <laughs> it's not getting it done for me. How <laughs> are you? How are you? Speaking waiting. speaking of that, how are you with, with your kids with, with cell phones? This is a big issue in, in our in our country. I just think it detaches people. It's like it takes well, you away from the you know, from the energy of the actual life. Interaction. And, yeah, and interaction yeah. and connection. Like we're just saying the word connection. So I, I try my hardest to get my kids, I explain to them over and over, when you're in line, don't be on your phone. Talk to the person in front of you or the person behind you. you t- I, you've actually said this to them yeah, and, and they've I, executed your orders? Yeah, so, I mean, well, when I'm there, I don't know what they're doing when I'm not there. Like my son's in college, so I don't know what he's doing with his phone. But my daughter, she has to, when she goes to bed, the phone has to be charged outside of her room. 
she can't have it in her room once she goes to bed because uh, she'll never get off of it you know mm-hmm. um, I get to check it whenever I want those are you know oh you have that rule absolutely you can check their phone absolutely and I get to approve uh, followers on Instagram and all that stuff oh jeez yeah, I, yeah, that, that, I don't have that kind of time <laughs> yeah <laughs> patience I, I, I just want to really say here but I just it's it's important because the phone stuff man that can that can be trouble yeah so. now do you have agreements with your ex-wife for these kind of rules or do you have disagreements on kind of your standards versus her standards well we end up with the same rules so sometimes we'll have conversations and we'll have to negotiate where we think they should be sometimes she starts a little higher than me i start a little higher than her whatever we find a middle ground you do but we yeah but we do have the same rules because i always wanted it to be like they're not going to mom it's not this huge change when they go to mom's house it's not a huge change when they How come do you to negotiate dad's house. that. It sounds like you should be married. I think she'd go back with her. <laughs> I really, she's a she earns a wage. <laughs> if she if she's listening to this, she just muttered, "Not an effing chance." <laughs> oh, so it's more her, would you say, or is it fifty fifty? Well, is it, yeah, you know, I think it just like one, th- it this just thing did not meant was not meant to be. Just didn't work. But you know, very thankful for the marriage. Got a ton out of it. Those two beautiful children. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a great lady, um, but. I just don't think it's it will work. Did you did you find yourself in that relationship repeating a pattern, a lifelong pattern, and then and then she became part of that pattern, and maybe vice versa? Uh, how do you mean? Well, we have patterns that we kind of like are trying to. I'm not being your therapist here, no, no, but we no, try to like kind of work things out. In are you life. talking about like from my parents? Like a pet that pattern, parents, or just your pattern. You I mean, know, we your, did your have DNA pattern. It's a, the, and it's not, and it's sometimes you know, it's, it's, it could be a karmic pattern. Like I've been told many times, oh, you've got some karmic stuff. You're still working out because you just repeated that again. Did yeah, you find I mean, that to be the oh, case? Yeah, I think I think the same mistakes were made on my part. You know, it's like banging your head against a brick wall. Mm-hmm. But that's just my personality. You know, it's like, oh well, it didn't work this time. In my head, I'm like, this should have worked. It didn't, so I should take another avenue. But me, I'm just like, I'm going to headbutt this wall till it comes down. Now, yeah, you talked about personal responsibility or we have to make ourselves well before we can pass that on. What do you think your, you know, your situation is in the not well department that it was a repeat and a repeat and a repeat? I lied a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, good one. I lied a lot. There's just some to, honesty. Well, just, <laughs> to con- just contrast to, the lying. Just to get out of uh, the smallest of issues. Yeah. The smallest of issues, you know, like, um, what'd you do last night when I went to bed? Well, I ate ice cream, mm-hmm. but I didn't tell her that because mm-hmm. I think it's like a, I didn't want to have to answer I ate ice cream every night. I love ice cream, mm-hmm. but it's, there's it's like a shameful part of it. And I put that on myself. I think we're right. all, we can only shame ourselves, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I would, I would do that. You know, I would, uh, just think like, well, you know, here's a wife that probably doesn't want to hear her husband's just eating ice cream every night she goes to bed. So. Right, right. And you and you don't want to be judged for eating the ice cream or yeah. shamed. Yeah, I think Even so. though it's your self-shame and self-judgment, right, yes. you're projecting it onto right. her. So that's kind of one of your patterns is you get somebody that you feel is going to be the reflection of that. Is that w- w- one of the patterns? I'm yeah. trying to get psychological No, that's, that's, that's okay. I just, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think my pattern is um, I do things that I think other people won't be okay with, and I put that on them, even though they absolutely would. She wouldn't have given a shit if I was eating ice cream every yeah. night. She wouldn't have cared. Interesting. You know? But I put that, 
I put that on her. You're writing her script as well as exactly. yours. Exactly. Yes. Interesting. And how about are you working on that now with your current girlfriend who wants you in her act? Yeah, so <laughs> I I mean wants to be in your act. After I got divorced, mm-hmm. I stopped lying altogether. White lies, everything. It took me a while to figure it out. I mean, there were times some embarrassing moments, but um I, I stopped lying. So she knows what now, she's getting. Now, don't you getting. think if your ex-wife is listening to this, she's going, now it decides to change. I, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, but it, but it did take that big shake. I mean, it, sometimes yeah. I think it takes hitting hitting rock bottom. A bottom, yeah. You know, and sure. They say rock bottom. I know other people had it much worse. But uh, Listen, but, I, people talk about that all the time. A bottom is a bottom. Sure. It's, it's a personal thing. It's whatever your bottom is. A bottom is a bottom personal is, thing. Right. You don't need to compare bottoms because that's, that keeps you from, from hitting your bottom. Sure. If you start, oh, that one drank more than me. Oh, right, right, yeah. You know, that's that, that. so I got plenty more to drink before I can get there. Yeah. But it, it's the same thing. It's the metaphor for everything. It's like, you know, that that person has it worse than me, you know, so I can I can continue my bad health run here. Sure. You know, not take care of myself. So we, you know, to compare yeah, bottoms. Everybody has By the way, it person. is can I help you folks. That could help you if you change <laughs> that way of thinking is comparing bottoms. Yeah. That was your bottom. That's the most important thing. That can be an inspiration to someone else who's listening, going, wow, he decided. Chad Daniels. (laughs) (laughs) Daniels. Daniels decided that he was not going to white lie or lie anymore, and he shifted his life. Yeah. Right? It has helped. I mean, you you know, I've said this before, but you hear – the truth will set you free. Mm. You know, I've heard it all the time. I, I just thought, I didn't really know about it. I thought it meant like, you know, when you're getting in trouble, uh, whatever it is. But I can't believe how great my life has been since I stopped lying. Isn't that amazing? And then you have those 10-minute moments that are so uncomfortable because someone asks you something and you go, okay, <laughs> here we go. And you let them know. And it, it sucks for that little little bit of time. But at least they don't find out three months from now because that's when the resentment starts to build well and which is the killer that's the that's the great killer when you build and build and build that and that you're right it is such a freeing thing it's like and and there's the key out of prison if people understood that more yeah is you know don't um don't enable liars either right how many times have you lied and not had to lie again to keep that lie going i'm gonna say probably not many i mean lies start to stack up in the same thing so i was laying in bed thinking well what did i say so if i do this and do that i mean it was like it was nuts yeah i guess it's kind of like a like a little injury and if you don't take care of it it's just going to fester and right. fester and exactly fester and, and get worse and worse now i will also you say to it at the root and at the bottom of it yes. before it gets worse yes and that's the way to tend to it yeah. what's funny is is that people can accept see our society modern society seems to accept lying more than they're accepting truth it's it yeah. doesn't it seem that it's all turning on its head right now? <clears throat> it's like it's almost like we're encouraging lying. I think a lie cradles people's emotions. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people like. And the truth is like, what? Why would you say that to me? But right. sometimes some people need to hear it. I, th- I love when people are honest with me. Oh. And yeah. now that I since I stopped lying, I trust so much more. Cuz when I was lying, I was like, well that person could be lying cuz I'm lying. Yeah. But now that I'm telling the truth, it's the complete opposite. What I find is that people that are liars and they're they're very angry and they're they're filled with rage sure and this is the way they deal with it and i find that it it's that those people are louder in their conviction whereas if we had more of a conviction to love and forgiveness 
and honesty, don't you think the world would just shift on a on its axis? You know, if we started to concentrate more on that, because those people, you know, if you're convicted to those things, those are all quiet because those are all internal. Right. The others external, <clears throat> projecting and yeah. you know, commanding and demanding of people. Yeah. That's loud. But those all turn out to be lies because now we're all in the in the hypocritical game. Like you're a hypocrite, you're a, sure. no, you're a hypocrite. Now right. we're hypocriting, topping each other. You know. Well, I, I don't think we're ever. I mean, it would be great if the world could get to that point. I don't think we ever will because that's not how defense contracts get filled. <laughs> you know. <laughs> now we come full circle yeah. back to the politics. You don't have to build a bomb because people are being honest with each other. Yeah. So that'll never happen. Well, what a wonderful thing to teach your children. Yeah, it's been nice. See, see, that's why I do have hope. If there are more people that have, you know, a standard like you have developed, and you have to go through the pain to get there, you know, to from the bottoms or whatever it is to get to that place, and it took your divorce to get to that space, and I'm sure your stand up is much better because of it. I hope so. Well, no, I know so. <laughs> I know so because you can't. You can't be frozen in and locked into that that paradigm of of not telling the truth and be a great stand up because that's what stand up is is telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think your your brain is also clogged up. It's jammed with trying to remember things you've lied about. And when it's when it's open, yeah. I mean, that's when everything starts making connections even with stand up. You know, the the bits get funnier, the stories are more honest and more open and I think that's talked about connection, boom. There you go. Do you have territory that you don't wander into on stage? Uh-uh. No, really? I mean, unless unless it's a story about one of my children that have said, not a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, but then I'll try to figure out a different way to do it. Right. Through my child. You know, hey, Craig, can I talk, <laughs> can I say it was your kid that this happened to? <laughs> <laughs> right. I want to borrow your kid for a bit. Maybe I should do more of that. My kids will be less angry with me. <laughs> just, yeah. Just adopt a kid just for comedy. You know what I'm having fun with, though, the, with the oldest son, is he's coming back at me now. And I like that yeah, I taught him that. That's great. It's like a skill set. Like, I'm Liam Neeson. I have a very special set of skills. <laughs> You'll be sarcastic and cynical. <laughs> and he's coming back. It's so, it's fun for me. I get juiced from it. And then it makes me come back at him. But it's truth. And it is a good dynamic, too. Yeah. It's a great thing to have with, with a child that, that, you know, you guys can spar back and forth verbally yeah. and, and emotionally. But in our sensitive society, we had people commenting on Instagram going, oh, Justin, you shouldn't say that about your father. And you know, I guess people were saying, I shouldn't say that about him. And then he wrote, I love my dad and it's all good. You know what I mean? Oh, like nice. He was like, and I think sometimes women have a little take issue with the guy style of how we show love the would you agree with that housing verbal roughhousing Ver, yeah roughhousing literally or verbal roughhousing yeah i mean i think women uh i've found women really are you know like uh they're offended and they're upset and do I, you agree with that i think it happens with both sexes i just think guys really? i think guys just turn a blind eye to if they have a problem with it they don't say anything because then they think like well breaking some kind of guy code or something like that i remember i had a visitor an old friend of mine real ball buster comedy club owner and we went at each other he comes to visit me in la and my my wife was uh, she said to me when we were on the side she goes i thought you said you love him this guy <laughs> it's like she completely didn't get that is he from tampa 
No. Okay. No. Why? Where? Where'd you get the Tampa from? I just uh, there's a comedy club owner down there that's a ball buster, and I was just wondering. Oh, oh, I didn't figure that one out. Okay, who's that? I I can't think of who that is. Uh, some guy. Oh my God! You have to call him for permission. <laughs> I'm going to edit that in. He's like your kid. Listen, I mentioned today. I floated it out there. It can only be three people. There's a oh I've Bobby only, Jewell. Yeah, I've only met him one time, but uh, but man, he he swung for the fence right when I met him. And I I thought you know I don't mind that kind of stuff. He's from Jersey. That's that's oh he is. That's okay. part of it okay. too. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'll, you know, maybe I'll edit that out. I told your publicist no. that I'm not going to edit anything. I'm going to edit it out. I don't. I don't want you to. Well, I outed him though, so I, I have no. He is problem. a ball buster. I, I said it to his face when I was there, so it's not like I'm telling tales out of school. This was a, yeah, exactly. This was a guy, uh, Tommy Williams. He's he used to own Charlie Goodnights, and okay, and I he was my first uh, gig, headlining gig was with this guy. So I have such an affinity for him. Sure, but we also absolutely go after one another and it's listen uh, you know maybe some people do that in a way of a hug that's a traditional yeah. way of doing it yep. and maybe this is our way and we should accept both ways i have a friend and before you ask his name is chelby organ <laughs> i knew you were coming in to get some dirt uh so he and i used to uh after we drink we'd slap fight where really we just stand there toe to toe and t take turns slapping each other until one of us was like, "Okay, that's enough." So, I'm saying that's enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I, people people I would run from that. across the street like, "You guys, n n stop fighting!" We're like, "We're not fighting. We're best friends." Wow. We're just like, "Is that like a steam. is that like a Minnesota thing? Because you're so cold, and it's almost yeah, like <laughs> just warm up my face for me, would you? Can you get my blood to flow in my cheeks? That'd be great." It would seem to be it's a Minnesota custom. <laughs> I have never even thought of doing a slap fight. Yeah, and it's I take it back. We've I've seen it done before, but I that's not my thing. Don't touch my face. <laughs> yeah, it's it it only really hurts when you get it in the ear where they miss. And yeah. you take it in the ear, and it like rocks your equilibrium. That's how Thomas Edison lost his hearing; it has ears boxed. Don't, please don't tell me stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so no more slap fights for you. Now I'm becoming the sensitive. That's why I grew the beard. Why'd you grow the beard? Because slap fights doesn't really? hurt as much. I grew it because my wife's all over me now. Ooh, interesting. I could, I can't believe it. She's I, I've never had a beard in my whole life. She is all over me. I had no idea this is going to be an aphrodisiac. <laughs> she loves it so much she went to Japan. Hey. I'm kidding. Her brother's getting married. I can't prevent that. <laughs> okay, and she did ask fair. me to go. That's fair. There's no shot I was going to this. Uh, sorry, honey. I'm not going to edit that out. Uh, no, the beard. How long have you had your beard? Uh, it's been years. Oh, you've had it. Yeah, yours looks yeah. like it's like it's mature. It's It's a man. <laughs> I've I've got that <laughs> kind of like adolescent thing going that I'm not quite sure. My voice is squeaking. <laughs> I shaved it down one time, and then you I was did. like, "Nope." Yeah, just back to the beard. Yeah, immediately didn't leave my house for two weeks till it grew in a little bit. Now, tell me your reasons for growing a beard. I never discussed this in my life. The anyone, initial or one heard was this discussion. My son and I were going to go hiking uh, Beartooth Pass okay. in Montana, and he just wanted to have a a beard growing contest before we went hiking so we grew out our beards before we went hiking of all the answers yeah that's it didn't think that was you you, you were having a contest yeah because what, what he, are you like hacidic jews or well, something he didn't, <laughs> he didn't, he didn't think i could grow a beard. beard he didn't think i could and because when i was married at his age well no it's very spotty but okay. he um 
he didn't think I could because I always was, I would always shave when I was married because my ex didn't like facial hair. Yeah. I always thought that women wouldn't like it for the makeout part of it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I've been told, that's scr- you know, that hurts me. You know, right? You've been told that. Yeah. So as soon as I, as soon as I got this, or as soon as I was single, grew this out. You did. No making out. Didn't have to worry about it. Oh, what do you mean no making out? Well, right away. So what? what you became a monk for the, like? The, no, but I was did single. You become celibate. I wasn't just walking around, you know, grabbing girls off the street like I just got off a. There's something. Navy beto- ship. There's something between the, the two. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying you go on a date and. Now, you know, you're a guy, you know, close to my age. I mean, what was it like when you started dating again? Very strange. Right? Because I, I didn't it's, know. It's a new world. Right. First of all, even technology-wise, right. it's a new world. Well, my friends were like, you got to get on Tinder. And I was like, you want me to be in a picture contest with 20-year-olds? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll I'll find them organically right, at right. the grocery store or whatever. Yeah. Plus, you don't know how to use Photoshop. It's just—it's right. a wreck. <laughs> right? I can't even imagine meeting someone like that. And you didn't? Did you do online dating? I never did. No, really. I would go to the grocery store and I would—I would watch women pick up cucumbers, and the ones that took a deep breath, I knew they were—they needed to go on a date. <laughs> so this is—this is how you work it. That's why you watch them, and they just go, <sighs> and they're like, "Okay, yeah, that's it. Somebody's lonely." The sigh. Yeah. So, I want to I want to ask my wife for like one week off so I can just do it for a week just to do it. I've never been able to do the online dating thing. It's like I can't believe you've had the opportunity and haven't seized it. Yeah, I just like uh, just to see what it's like the swiping. I like to I like to chat it up beforehand. I don't you know I'd feel weird about because you know people can lie on their profiles. They don't. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like it's it. the checking that out that's funny. Yeah, I have a, a TV show that I created and we're we're shooting. It's a, uh, it's about people lying uh, on their resume. Okay, but you call them out on it, and it's called resume B. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a similar it's a similar thing. Like I did this with a movie. We cast this guy that he said that he was a hula hoop champion. So we wrote in a whole hula hoop thing into the movie to see if it was real. <laughs> You know what I mean? Let's like so yeah. I would have fun doing that. I'm going to ask my wife if I can week off just to, just to go on Tinder dates. May as well t- tell her it's for work. It is. It's for I listen. You don't think I've used that line before? <laughs> I'm sure you have as well. Hey, this is what I do, right? This yeah, is what you do. This golf trip. We're going to write a bit about this golf trip that we're taking. <laughs> One of those. I've never met a stripper before, <laughs> and I have to do research. You can everything in comedy when you think about it. You can call it. You can deem it as research sure even for your taxes right i've tried uh, yeah everything's research and everything you wear can be for a stage this t-shirt that probably costs maybe you three not. bucks maybe not that's a write-off <laughs> how are you financially i don't mean how much money do you make sure. i mean how are you with your because a lot of creative types are not very good with uh, I'm, finances. I'm i'm decent with it but are I, you only because uh I just, when I had a little extra money to put away, I went to a friend that knows what he's doing. And I said, I'm going to give you this money and do something with it where I can't have it till I'm older. And so. I have a feeling now that I'm getting to know you, you got a real Midwest thing going, don't you? Like, as far as. I think the Minnesota, being raised there really is a different place. That gives, yeah, pro- you, I mean, that gives you certain rooted standards. 
Well, I th- yeah, I think in, in a small town anywhere. You know, you know. Oh, you were people. small town yeah, in Minnesota. Yeah, so, Not only Minnesota, but right, small town. Right. So you know everybody. You know, you, s- you see right. them at school. You know the parents from the games. You know, you know. Um, but there's a lot of like moral. There's like a value. There's like really cool. Well, it took me a while. Sustainable to value. I, mean, I, I told you that I I lied a lot. Right. So right. that's you know. That's also something from a small town because you don't want the word getting around that you know you did this. So you just go Mm-mm-mm-mm. right, right. Well, we, I've never had this on a podcast before. That just got the light. I got the light <laughs> from someone I met an hour ago. That's right. Who's <laughs> not a Cotby Club owner? Your publicist is out. This was fun though. Well, thanks really for having glad. me on. I appreciate. I'm glad it. you're on. I have to do the uh, the promotion thing here. It's called Dad Chaniels. Yep. That's the name of your special. And it's released on Amazon. Yeah, it's on so, Prime, so it's free. Oh, we love free. Yes. My people really love free. You're going to have a lot of downloads. And Do if, you, you're, if, you're gonna dri- if you're driving and you can't watch it, the, uh, the album version is available on Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. I had a podcast just come out. On, it just came out on Monday. So... If you also want some more stuff, you do a there you podcast? go. I just started it. On, really? Just first episode came out Monday. If I do your podcast, I am bringing seven people with me. I hope you do. Okay, I'm bringing a posse. I can't have just two. <laughs> this is a whole new precedence that we're setting. It's here. called telephone booth, and we do it in the <laughs> last existing telephone booth in America. I love that. That's not true, but I just thought seven people wouldn't fit. Oh, okay. I always wonder where Superman changes now. Now that there's no phone booths. <laughs> So I, I'm really happy to meet you and have you on the show. And we don't have a lot of comics on. You know, we usually have, you know, my babysitter will be on oh, nice. ahead, of a, ahead of a famous comic because I know they're going to promote the show. Sure. More than, like, some famous guy. <laughs> they have do thousands of these. <laughs> I'll be lucky if you give me a link. Anyway, <laughs> um, Chad Daniels, it was a real pleasure. And and I have not, I'm not going to lie, see, just based on you, I'm not going to lie and say that I've even seen this special. Yeah, well, you're busy. I get that stuff. But I can recommend it because you've had over 700 million streams. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's a good number. That's it. That seven hundred million. Yes, I'll. I'm begging to be verified on on freaking Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah. So go see that. And there's a, a password though for the full special, right? Is that correct? Uh, I don't think you need it. So don't need it. Okay. No, you just go to go to Prime, search Dad Channels, and it'll pop right up, and you you're off and running. And also go to ChadDaniels.com and see do, where yeah. you're performing. That'd be great. Where you're performing next. Uh, next one is Madison, Wisconsin, May second through the fourth. It's a great club. It's called Comedy on State. Family's owned it forever. It's a it's a wonderful place to do comedy. Awesome. I'm glad you swung here, swung through here in California to visit us. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, good luck with your tour and everything else. It's Chad Daniels, everybody. This has been the Dr. Craig Shoemaker Can I Help You podcast. I think we might have helped you in quite a few ways today, and one of them is, don't lie, you bastards. Talk to you next time. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, mood warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. 
we're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertisee, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.